This week on the BevCast, will you get coal or will we put a Christmas rush in your stocking? One star, we're in. All right, and welcome to the BevCast. Hey, BevCast. Episode 156. Ooh, Nintendo. No. So I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm the Beach. And I'm Chuck. And what we do each and every joyous episode of the BevCast is... We go ahead and we watch ourselves a quote-unquote bad movie, and then we come in here and talk about it for about 30 to 45 minutes. Then they get ratings. Good bad movies, enjoyable bad movies. They get one to five jocks, as in robot jocks. Yay! Yay. Hooray. All right. Huzzah. And bad bad movies doesn't stay away. They get a negative sliding scale, one to five bags, as in douchebags after Twilight. <sighs> Boo. Oh, no. Boo. Yeah. So. Enthusiasm. Enthusiasm. Hey, we we watched a Christmas movie because, you know, it's that time of the year. Mm-hmm. The holidays. The most wonderful time of the year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we did 2002's TV movie Christmas Rush or as, AKA. AKA, as some dumbasses call it, Breakaway. Never call it that. Never call no, it that. It's, it's called Christmas Rush. That doesn't even make any sense. No, it's yes. dumb. Starring Dean Cain, uh, Erica Laniac, and uh, Eric Roberts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Eric Roberts. Hell yeah. And a cardboard cutout of Dick Buckus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, plot- <laughs> directed by the writer of. Yes. Blind, Bamfcast- Blind Fury and Jim Cotta. Yep. Written by a cardboard cutout of Dick Buckus. <laughs> <laughs> so, let's, let's get a plot summary thing out of the way and we'll continue on from there. Mm-hmm. In the season of giving, the department took his badge. Criminals took his wife. Now, one cop is taking matters into his own hands. Yeah, Dean Kane. <laughs> Take matters in your own hands, Dean Kane. You know what's even shorter than that? What? It's Die Hard in a Mall. Yeah. Yep, pretty much. Yep. It's TV movie Die Hard yes. in a Mall. Well, yeah. With MacGyver and Home Alone. Yeah. Yippee Kaye, you naughty boys. Mr. Falcon. Yeah. <laughs> Monkey no. fighters. Yeah. Monkey feather. So, yeah. Yeah. Dean Kane is the loose cannon cop. Oh, yeah. He likes but to do things his own way. Not called that at all? No. No. Of course not. And Eric Roberts is the criminal with the kind, of, kind of good intentions? Pretty much 75% good intentions. Yeah. Yeah. Because, all right, so the movie opens, and Dean Kane is on stakeout outside the something Lotus... The Lotus Flower Lotus company. Flower Society. Lotus Flower Society. Society. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And some shit's going down, and it gets real real quick, because like, these guys roll up in a car, jump out, and start kung fu fighting in front of this place. There's a kung fu fight in the background. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and one dude does a sweet flip. Mm-hmm. Well, dude rips his shirt off, and like dudes yeah. are flying around, and basically it's just back over by the car where Dean Kane is, and they're just like, well, mm. that's happening. Yeah, they're even like going, ooh. Yeah, oh. Yeah, they're, <laughs> all right, we got the assault. I guess we just need to wait for the breaking and entering. Mm-hmm. So they kind of roll up and crowd the street and some guys come out and he starts his little catchphrase that he uses throughout the whole damn movie <laughs> we could do this easy way or we could do the hard way yeah you know be smart you know drop your guns or something like that whatever the hell it was it's he not says, exactly the best catchphrase no, no but he says it a lot in the movie it, it's pretty it bad. comes up multiple times yeah mm-hmm. but so of course they're like no because some random lady comes around the corner and they take her hostage and well <laughs> i love that there are a dozen cop cars in front of this place. Mm-hmm. Lights going, gu- cops out. Guns drawn. Guns drawn. And yeah. this lady just wanders right into the middle of it. Mm-hmm. Right up to the guys, the, the gangsters with guns. Yeah. And she's just carrying her bags of groceries. And no, nope, not a big deal. 
Just Hot. oh yeah. oh hey, and Dean Cain's <laughs> like, uh, "Ma'am, stop, please." Um, bust going on Get here. Back shootout. Go back inside. No, yeah, and she's like, "No, speak a D English." <laughs> right. You know. I don't. Okay. I don't yeah. speak. Gun. But that gives them the excuse to take a hostage. Yeah. And he shows his loose cannon ways by shooting the guy while he's still holding the hostage. Mm-hmm. That's a good move. Yeah. Yeah. Hits that guy, but also hits an important guy. The owner of the... I, I well, guess like the, the mayor of the Chinatown. Lotus Flower Society. Yeah, the leader the of the Lotus King Flower of Society. Chinatown. Right. Yeah, but they kill Mr. all the bad guys. China. Yeah, they kill all yeah. the bad guys. But I mean, though, this starts a shootout where... Yeah. These guys have like those weird handguns that are like automatic handguns kind of mm-hmm. yeah they shouldn't have those. not that weird yeah. just fully auto handguns mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. somewhere in the midst of all this the, the one of the bad guys decides hey there's a car right there let me shoot the gas tank mm-hmm. oh yeah there's a good good car explosion well it's sort an of. interesting one yeah because car was filled with sand sand yeah <laughs> and then it, then it later catches on fire like it kind of mm-hmm. does an initial explosion and it looks like sand explodes from it and then it kind of goes oh yeah i should ignite the gasoline and <laughs> then there's a fireball <laughs> yeah well sand doesn't burn yeah but so. all all this serves to do is like you know they, they he looks down he sees the guy that's been shot in the ass basically <laughs> and whatever this unofficial mayor of chinatown is yeah mm-hmm. and then next scene is like his hearing already yeah, you know he's meeting the chief of police, and he's got a big stack of folders, which is never a good thing for a cop no. and paperwork. And uh, yeah, he's basically like, uh, "Yeah, you're suspended until further notice. Give me your, give me your." He says, star. "Give me a badge." He and says, gun. "Star" instead of shield, but yeah. yeah, give me your star and your. What does he peace. say? Star and peace. Yeah, Get more it. like war and peace. Yeah, so he never really has a hearing. They just do like an Aaron Sorkin walk and talk, and then it's just like, "Well, I've reviewed your file. Give me mm-hmm. your star and your peace." Yeah, so yeah. he's off the force for now. Yes. Goes home. Put on rubber gun duty. And so, somewhere along the way, we, we meet Eric Roberts for the first time because he's kind of narrating what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. While and he's hanging around with some hobos yeah. around a barrel <laughs> <Yeah>. fire. <laughs> the yeah. trash can fire. That's yeah. that's actually how the movie starts is him okay. t- talking to the hobos. And yeah. then they come back oh, to yeah, that Yeah, because he explains the whole thing about there's this mall. It's the yeah. most prestigious mall in Chicago. And once a year, they have Chicago their Christmas place. rush. Right. The title of the movie. Apparently... All the stores take all of their money down to this safe in the basement, yeah. and then it gets loaded on an armored car. And I don't know how that's figured out and divvied up between the 200 stores that are in this mall, but yeah. whatever. Well, I'm sure they give them receipts or something. <laughs> yeah, but it's all it's, protection money. They, they pay watch, the mall they watch <laughs> Ocean's Eleven. Yeah. They're like, oh, all the casinos do it that way. Yeah. So sure, sure, this sure mall the mall does too. Does. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, the essential thing is like there should be about 12 million dollars in this mall right. in, on this day at this time. Unmarked bills. Yeah, <laughs> sure. So that's their plan. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, he gets suspended. Then uh, he goes home. They have this little talk and his wife's kind of all over him about money. Yeah. Like, <laughs> why don't you make more money? Uh, yeah. It tries to get him to go into private security. And he's like, no, I'm a cop. My dad was a cop. Why don't yeah, you take your captain's test? Because uh, yeah, with the suspension and the politics. Uh, she's kind of got a point. Yeah. And he's just like, nah, 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 yeah. nah. I mean, her, she's basically like, well, what are we going to do for income? And he's like, dude, I don't know. Just let me... Let me drink my beer in peace. Yeah, let me hang out in the basement. Put together oh. this transformer. <laughs> he yeah. actually does give her the excuse that we've said, like, we always want characters, like, that are being suppressed by their wives or whatever. Like, you married a cop. Yeah. You knew what you are getting into here. Yeah. And he actually says that. He's like, yeah, well, guess what? Yeah. Cop. Yeah, <laughs> this is what I do. I do cop things. 
Yeah, of course she does. They, I don't want to think about you not coming home every day. Mm. I shouldn't have married a cop. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, but then like there's some line about maybe we should take our kids out of private school. Or yeah. Whatever. Oh, and that's well, a, yeah, maybe you should. That just serves to train, uh, you know, go into they go to this recital. Yes. And first it's Eric Roberts son playing on the piano. Mm-hmm. And then it's their daughter playing the flute. Jazz flute. And then <laughs> <laughs> and then they kind of have this awkward meeting afterwards. Yeah. While, yeah. Eric, while Eric Roberts is talking to his weird-looking, almost tranny wife. His whole wife. <laughs> She's just bizarre-looking. But anyway, it's like, yeah, our kid has leukemia. And I don't know why she doesn't know, but he's, like, telling her I know. to tell us. He's, he's like, the kid's got to go back in the hospital because he's got leukemia. He's telling her that... Um, it, it's no, no longer the, in remission. It, he, it's, yeah, he was getting better, but now yeah, he's not. Yeah. He is once again. Yeah, I just say, I, don't I don't know, know why, why she, she didn't know. Didn't know where was yeah. she? But and she's like, well, what are you gonna do about money? And then yeah. like, there's this weird, awkward like Dean Kane spots him from across the way, and then yeah, the slow motion walk. him down, man. Yeah, there's this slow motion walk where they meet up, and he's like, hey, yeah. hey, how you doing? And so, he's like, this is my wife. I don't know why he's introducing her, but he's yeah, like, really. he's the best at what he does in his field. Yeah, and he's like, yeah, but I'm retired now. And then his partner comes from like nowhere and is like. Oh, hey. fucking scumbag, Jimmy. What are you fucking doing here, you fucking criminal? Obviously yeah, not, because yeah. it's a TV movie, but still. It's but just, yeah, he just... He's ripping just, him apart. Yeah, berating him. And, yeah. and Jimmy's like, just... Like, hey, this guy's yeah. a shitbird thief. Yeah, <laughs> just, you know, <laughs> watching my son do the recital thing. Yeah. Yeah, they were trying to have what a little are you c- doing civil here, moment. Cop? And then his partner comes yeah. up and is like, you doing shitbird? Get out of here. <laughs> yeah. why, don't go, why don't you go steal some stuff? Yeah. yeah. Stealer. Yeah. But, <laughs> Steely but he, McTheeferson. The, be- the best part Steely of this Dan. exchange mm-hmm. is that he goes, he looks at Eric and Lania, he goes, it was nice to meet you. Mm-hmm. And then he looks over at the partner and he goes, nah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like, walks away. It's not even worth whatever. I was like, that is why you hire Eric Roberts. Because mm-hmm. that is exactly how Eric Roberts handles that situation. Yeah. yeah. That was pretty good. It's weird how restrained he is in this movie. It's really weird. That dude will just let go if yeah, no one restrains like it. Yeah, I kind of like it. Oh, yeah, it's interesting. I'm just saying it's it's weird. I kind of like it because it doesn't fall into all that bullshit that villains around, you know, the late 90s, early 2000s did where it was like, sure. let's be John Travolta in Face Off. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they don't. Really? Is that what he did? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm John Travolta. That was the majority of the acting in. No, I know. In Face Off was (laughs) bullshit acting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, little finger quotes. Mm -hmm. But yeah, but he doesn't do that. He's much more like calm and collected. Yeah, he's kind of he's a little menacing. But as they set him up, he's a class act thief. He's not a common criminal. Being Hans Gruber, but Eric Roberts version. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Basically. So. I guess they're at. That, well, he cuts to them at church. Church? Do they go to church? They're coming out of church. Oh, that, okay. that's when that's when oh, well, Dean Cain. Yeah, he blows up his wife a little bit. Yeah, well, they get they get served. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> Merry right. Christmas. Yeah. yeah, and him and, and his apparently wife. Apparently, the guy is suing the city for forty million dollars. Yeah, the city and him. Yeah. So he's named in the lawsuit, and so basically, his wife is just like, "Well, what are we going to do?" And Dean Cain just says something dumb just like i don't know you're stupid <laughs> yeah <laughs> and she's like okay i'm gonna go now <laughs> yeah so yeah, she that goes sets to work. up yeah that sets up the fact that they are fighting mm-hmm. she goes to work and apparently it's christmas eve yes because mm-hmm. busiest shopping day of the christmas mall sure christmas rush yeah and holly gennaro works in the yeah. uh diamond store exactly 
<laughs> yeah, because he goes home and apparently is talking to his mother-in-law. Yeah. Who's just like, eh, you should never let bad blood wife thing. You should mm-hmm. go, go talk to You're her. You're a terrible husband, son. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so he looks over... Go talk to her, Cornelius, because yeah. that's his name. Yeah, Cornelius. So he looks over at the table. Cornelius Morgan, we should point out. Oh, yeah. That oh, that's very important. Yeah. Um, but yeah, spies his, uh, his knife... His, it's the, the keys. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it, he's got a Leatherman on his yeah. keychain. But the camera is very like, look at this device that he's picking up. It's very important Don't that you notice that, that he has this. Yes. It's a multi yeah. tool if you want to be. This was a TV movie. Brand you do kind of have yeah. to spoon feed these I know, people. but still. So he's if basically like. Chekhov's Leatherman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, I'm going to the mall to make up to my wife. And he rolls up like three minutes before the mall closes. Yeah. Because I mean, that's the weird thing is like, it's. You know, he's watching something on TV. Oh, there's a bombing. There's oh, that yeah, weird yeah. random bomb. Oh, bombing. yeah, because there's the bikers who roll up to the biker club with, with whores. After they pass, <laughs> like, 19th century carolers from, like, a Dickens thing yeah. in the middle of Chicago. And then there's the this, slums this of Chicago. weird juxtaposition of, you know, like Hell's Angels or the Iron Heads or whatever. They, they, that was the name of the biker club they go to. Right. Go roaring past. Yeah. And then this, then that's what's weird is there's a dumpster outside. Oh, yeah. And this three-legged white cat jumps out of it. And then 10 seconds later, it explodes. Right. And, of course, partner guy, who's still on the force, rolls up, mm-hmm. and they're investigating, and he's watching all this on TV, calls right. his partner, and he's like, ah, I think it was the something, something, this other biker gang. And he's like, oh, really, you think? And Yeah. Yeah, why don't I come down there? No, 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 you're yeah. off the force, blah, blah, blah. It's weird, though. That Cop slang. That sort of plot takes up a lot more time than you think it would for something that never has any bearing on yeah. this movie whatsoever. I'm just saying, like, this is what's strange. Like, all this was happening, it's Christmas Eve night. Yeah. And I'm like, when the hell is this supposed to happen? Like, the mall's gonna be closed on Christmas Day. And then, like, yeah, like, basically, like, 8.45, it's like, eh, maybe I'll go apologize <laughs> to the wife at work. Even though she will be home yeah. 15 minutes after that, mm-hmm. I'll just ward her off at the pass. And- yeah. So he grabs some flowers and rolls up into the mall right before it closes. Mm-hmm. And spots- he wants to get some of that, you know, closed mall little... Sure. Makeup action, yeah. yeah. Well, every kiss begins with a K. Yeah, but this mall, <laughs> fuck, <laughs> this mall is Christmas Eve. Keep in mind, it is. There's nobody there. Well, no, there's nope. like the one guy buying, deciding on a pair of earrings, and uh-huh. the security guards standing behind, ready to lock up the jewelry store that she works at, and he's n- I, giving I, each other weird looks, like get this guy out of here. And but, and then there's a mom with a little brat kid that. Wants to talk with Santa. Aurora. Uh, who wants everything. Yeah. Meanwhile, Santa has already... Like, well, like a snowplow ran over her puppy. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, this is what we find out. But when they show the Santa, uh-huh. like the second this kid's off his lap, he's like, fuck it, I'm done. He starts Yank, tearing off, off his the beard, costume. Yanks out the flask. Yes. Well, before that, this this set up the, the, two, the two-stage weirdness. Like the guy's sitting there hemming and hawing over the pair of earrings. Mm-hmm. And then finally he goes, uh, these ones. And she's like, great, let me wrap these for you. Crunch. And she, she takes the <laughs> earrings, throws them in the middle of this piece of paper, like folds it four times and goes, here you go. <laughs> like, yeah. Just yeah. like, get the fuck out of my store. <laughs> right. We're closing. Then it's cut to drunken Santa, who's just like, eh, fucking kids, you know, pulls blood, out the blood, flask. Blood, Everybody <laughs> is sick of this shit, and they want to <laughs> yeah, go home. Pretty right. much, yeah. yeah. But, but yeah. it's like the least crowded mall ever. Sure, sure. On, well, no one's out at 9 o'clock yeah, on, on Christmas, Christmas Eve, because nothing's open at 9 o'clock Christmas Eve. Right. It's dumb. Yeah, but shopping, were you ever man. at any no. place where they sell things at 9 o'clock on Christmas Eve? No. <sighs> okay. Well, this okay. movie couldn't have a cast of thousands. It wouldn't have yeah. worked. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, Dean Kane rolls in with the bundle of flowers, spots Eric Roberts and his crew doing the Reservoir Dogs walk down the mall. Yeah. Where they all got to be, you know, super cool guy. Mm-hmm. And then he's just like, oh, there's Jimmy. What do I got to do? And follow him. And yeah, follows him down the freight elevator 
like pulls out his Leatherman, MacGyver's his way into the freight elevator. Yep. If this guy was not in a movie, uh-huh. it, this movie would have ended in <laughs> in 30 more seconds because he would have gone to the payphone, called 911, right. and that would have been the end of the fucking movie. No. Right. Or it would have been a completely different movie with the cops, you know, sieging the the mall but yeah, he's got a he's got a history with this guy he well, that, well plus apparently he had to spy what they were doing because he didn't bother to call anybody until after he saw them no like do their thing there are several moments where he could have solved this fucking problem <laughs> by calling the cops sure yeah granted you are a cop but you can call and say hey i'm a cop here's this guy he's doing bad <laughs> shit well <laughs> come get him i would like to point out one weird thing is the scene before when he's putting together his kids toys like it looks like some kind of voltron robot where's thing. the leatherman no i'm just saying like he, he's looking at it and he's like how plastic thing go together and yeah. then suddenly you give him a leatherman in a mall and he's yeah. like i can hack into the elevator i can do oh well, you can do I mean, anything that's... that requires any kind of mechanical movement at all you can it's do anything the yeah. plot requires mm-hmm. yeah Mm-hmm. I'm just saying it's a, it's a little strange that sure. couldn't put couldn't put together the plastic robot, but yeah. yeah. Anyway, so he sneaks down, kind of is watching them bust into the place where they're loading up all the money into mm-hmm. this big diamond plate steel box thing. Sure. And uh, what does he do? He just, well, he, he kind of waits for all of them to go into the room and do what they're doing. Meanwhile, one of them pushes the cart out into the hallway, mm-hmm. and so he just rolls up and takes the cart. Yeah, and runs away. <laughs> and runs to the elevator to take oh, he it away. smacks him on the head. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, The one guy who's bouncing the ball like an idiot, while the other guy's trying to set bombs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> set but charges yeah, on all the doors. The guy's just bouncing a ball with a big grin on his face. <laughs> yeah, but he steals the money from the thieves and hides it in the, in the stall in the bathroom. Yeah. And then it's kind of like, yeah, come get me. <laughs> right. Well, the, after he steals the money, this is when he makes the, he goes to the payphone. First, he tries to call his wife at work. Yeah. Obviously not the first call you should make, but. Kind of dumb. Then he calls his partner and just says, hey, I'm here. Don't ask questions. But, you know, Jimmy's here and they're stealing everything. No, no, he doesn't get that far. That's when Russian guys start shooting at. That's the first time. Is he, it? Okay. Yeah. He, he doesn't even get a word in. Okay. Before. That's right. That's right. Guy starts shooting massive gun at him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and. We need to point it out. <laughs> and being very, very bad Dolph lundgren <laughs> Russian guy. Mm-hmm. The gun that this really bad Russian guy is is shooting, mm-hmm. like, whenever they're close, whenever the, <laughs> the, the camera is close to the gun, yeah. it does that kind of weird, violent shake yeah. when it goes off. I think it was scaring the cameraman every time they I were think shooting so. it. I think it's awesome. Yeah, it was fucking It does awesome. look awesome. It made that gun feel like it was a freaking <laughs> cannon. Yeah. Well, that was like a big Spash 12. Like, yeah, it was a big shotgun. shotgun. Yeah. I mean, it was... Big ass gun. <laughs> yes, it was not a friendly shotgun. B A G. Yes, it no. was a bag. Yeah, but uh, yeah, he gets. It, they're terrible shots. Yes, let's just get that out of the way. They exchange some shots from across the way. A lot of shots are fired in this movie, and I think about three of them hit their target. Sure, by it's the a end. TV movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but. This must be a mall that they were getting ready to demolish or something because they just put some set dressing in this thing and start fucking it up. I mean. Any kind of anything that can have any kind of, you know, tiny explosive in it to indicate bullet fire, they're doing it. Oh, yeah. Well, that's what's great about Christmas movies is you've got all this... All this extra crap. Yeah, you just got <laughs> garlic everywhere, everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. Bobbles and... Snowmen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just all kinds of shit that can get torn apart. Yeah. Hell, yes. And then eventually they get into some hand-to-hand combat, which is, you know, they have this weird... First of all, there's this weird confrontation where he's got Dean Kane by the neck, well, the gun up to his neck, and then they do this weird sort of fight trying to get control of the guns mm-hmm. and everything. And so 
then they're sort of spinning around, each holding the big ass gun, and just sort of like taking turns kicking each other, <laughs> trying to get the other one yeah. to let go of the gun. And it looks like they're doing a little jig. Yeah, it's just While constantly one person does this awkward kick mm-hmm. and the other person does an awkward kick. It's it's all kind of comical. The action in this movie is all sort of like haha, you know. It's, mm-hmm. it's not Dire Straits violence or anything, but. Eventually, dude just tries to throw Dean Kane off the balcony. And he yeah. does, yeah, because yeah, it's like a like they're on the third floor. Yeah, they're on the third floor of the mall. Mall. Yeah, yeah, I mean it's giant like mezzanine type yeah. thing. Yeah, and yeah. But they just he ends up flinging him off onto like an angel, mm-hmm. like that's hanging from the yeah. ceiling. Yeah. yeah. Well, he Dean Kane's got hold of the gun, and the other dude just lets go of the gun. Yeah, I guess he's like, I'll pick up the gun after right. you die. So, <laughs> so yeah, Dean Kane goes. Sort of falling back, and then he lands on a thing hanging from the ceiling. But yeah. that's but not then, the best thing. Yeah, the guy just kind of puts his hands up, goes up, <laughs> and then <laughs> Dean Kane proceeds to shoot him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now this is the best part: is the cable snaps. He falls like the three stories, but he lands. Well, he, no, he, he falls, falls into part, the tree. Yeah, he falls part way, lands in the tree. Then mm-hmm. the tree tumbles over, and he falls into like the big fake snow pile yeah but there was this giant banner hanging across the mall it said peace on earth yeah mm-hmm. and kind of like the when dinosaurs yes, rolled at it, the end of it's Jurassic exactly Park, that shot it kind of goes tumbling down yeah like, yeah yeah but this is like a three-story tree this yeah. tree's huge yeah there's some stunts in this and dean kane brings that thing down or dean kane dean, stuntman dean kane brings stuntman. that thing down <laughs> but yeah it was a, that was a pretty good little sequence as sure, far yeah. as like actually setting up a decent shot for, especially for a tv movie yeah. Well, yeah and russian guy like has like the most generic like Worse than Teddy oh, KGB so accent good. ever, but it's awesome. And he's, he's saying like, the dumbest Christmas he's like, things. Yeah. I, all I wanted to do for Christmas was big bin of money. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and you're trying to give me coal, lump of coal in my stocking. <laughs> right. Yeah, and then he has the the because Dean Kane when he Dean Kane gets the drop on him and he says Merry Christmas. And he's actually more of Kwanzaa man. <laughs> I'm more of Kwanzaa man. Jokes. <laughs> 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 yeah. So we were bummed. Yeah, he got shot. Yeah. So. That we were like, oh, we like that guy. Yeah. And then it's greasy, long-haired guy. Yeah, the guy that he bonked on Said. the back of the head. Yeah, bouncy yeah. ball guy. Um, he has like, a weird name, Simulus. Simulus. name. Simulus. Yeah, but uh, actually, while that fight was happening with mm-hmm. the big Russian dude, Simulus ends up kidnapping Erica Leniak, like as that's happening. Yeah, well, they right? run into each other. Like, yeah. Yeah, because also Santa and the, the mother and the kid... They, yeah, they first yeah, ran they into taken, Russian dude and, you know. Yeah, and they got taken hostage right. quickly. So, yeah, every, all the, the three or four civilians left in the mall have all been taken hostage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the she was thing. leaving. She was going and she bumped into, yeah. you know, greasy-haired, simulus guy. Yeah, and, and she's immediately like, here, take my purse. And he just kicks it. And it's like, no. Yeah. <laughs> and then the kid's like, do something, Santa. And Santa's like, I don't know what to do. And yeah, he goes, Santa like, doesn't get paid enough to be a gladiator. <laughs> yeah. And the dude's like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> like, like, how come you're not fighting me, old man Santa? How mm-hmm. dare you? <laughs> come on, drunken Santa, give <laughs> yeah. me your best shot. But yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah, somewhere along the way, like, he... I'm trying to remember, like, I think, like, that long-haired guy kind of comes out and sees the aftermath of the tree falling down. Yeah, he's kind of like, oh, you killed my friend. Well, yeah. yeah, he sees Dean Kane laying on the ground down there, and yeah. he looks and sees his friend dead. Yeah, and this At, pisses him off. They but do by this the time like, he gets downstairs. Yeah. Dean Kane's already taken off. They do this like ten to fifteen minute long sequence of running through the mall. I mean, like those two fight for a while. Yeah, um, yeah. it's shooting through stores and hiding, and then like it's yeah, just he crazy. drops like a perfume counter on top of the mm-hmm. bad guy. He, he grabs like a because he runs out of bullets. He grabs like a uh, some kind of like display stand thing and is like 
literally just busting through windows and running through yeah. them. And well, yeah. Well, one, at one point, he goes up. He runs up an escalator. Well, he's shooting at oh, him, yeah. and the guy goes, "Oh, you're out of bullets, huh?" <laughs> and then he and Dean Kane rides on the escalator, yeah. and then the guy tries to shoot Dean Kane, and he's out of bullets. Yeah. And, and Dean Kane gets all cocky, throws that right back in his face, like, "Oh, out of bullets, huh?" While the guy immediately yanks out two pistols, yeah, twin pistols, yeah. and starts shooting. And at Dean Kane's face is, is like, "Ooh!" ooh. <laughs> <laughs> so he, but he throws an avalanche of luggage down the escalator. Yeah. <laughs> so he takes the entire luggage display yeah. and throws it down the yeah. escalator. But that's when he like pours the the chemical yeah. out on the floor. That's when he gets that's, all. That, so this is the weird Home Alone sequence because yes. like they they fucked up one potential thing, whereas mm-hmm. they explode this gumball machine. You know, with all the thousands of gumballs mm. and no one slips on them, which Aww. is a failure in my eyes. I think that's happened in every movie, every other movie with gumballs falling on the floor. I, well, the, if you're going to have the big gumball machine and you're going to blow it up, then you need to Somebody have someone slip be, on the yeah. gumballs. <laughs> Did you want to also hit some people in the head with paint cans? Yes. If, if they had showed paint cans, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, so he the, he pours the, the slippery stuff on the floor and guy just comes running in and just goes, whoop. Well, firing the whole time, too. <laughs> yeah. Like he comes like, oh, like, oh I'm going to shoot, bang, bang, bang. Just, yeah, but he doesn't fall over. He just yeah. slides yeah. sideways. Yeah, mm-hmm. it just sort of comes to rest in a coat rack or something. Mm-hmm. But they eventually, like, this keeps going and going and going. And eventually they end up in a sporting goods store. They're in the gun mm-hmm. store. And yeah, Dean Kane is like, oh, guns. Well, first he picks up a, like an ice climbing pick yeah. thing. To open the guns. Yeah. Well, I th- actually, I thought he was just going to be like, ooh, this is a weapon. Mm-hmm. But then he's like, oh, guns. And right. goes to break into there. In and- a real movie, that would have ended up in that motherfucker's forehead. <laughs> sure. Yep. Yeah. But then he's like, he's like, oh, rifle. Oh, gun lock. Yeah. So he's reaching in the drawer trying to find the key for this gun lock. Meanwhile, guy comes in, shoots at him while he's almost got the gun open. Mm-hmm. Then it becomes this weird thing. Like, the guy just comes becomes completely panicked because he's just shooting at anything that's remotely human figure shaped mm-hmm. yeah like he's shooting up mannequins he shoots the d- dick butkus cardboard cutout <laughs> right poor dick yeah and then <laughs> there's this weird shot where he's panning around the room and 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 he sees like dean kane with a bow yeah but then like doesn't for whatever reason doesn't focus on that right and then turns back around just as dean kane lets loose an arrow into the dude's chest mm-hmm. yeah but both that was nice this was also the dude he had the hockey fight with, right? Oh, fuck. Yeah, yeah. yeah sorry. My bad. <laughs> yeah, my bad. I can't skip the hockey fight. Because oh. <sighs> they're in the back and they just sort of like, you know, fight through piles of sporting goods stuff. And it's mostly hockey stuff. So they have a mm-hmm. hockey stick fight for a little while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he uses the hockey stick to knock the gun away. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, like, hockey pucks have been spilled out oh. onto the floor. Display pucks. <laughs> yeah. yep. So, Dean Kane just starts smacking hockey pucks at the guy. And BJ. That made I, me so happy. Yeah, I remember BJ just going... He better smack one of those at that guy. And yep, slap shot like coming right up. up. Yeah. Well, he does it like several times. He's like, actually, I never played hockey. Or- <laughs> yeah. yeah. He, and then the other so- guy beats his ass for like 30 seconds. It's just like, actually, he just makes the face like, I never played hockey. <laughs> and then he gets wailed on for like 30 seconds yeah. before. That's the price that you pay for making that joke. Yeah, I know. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Dean Kane pays for every smarmy comment he makes in he this movie. Does. Which is fine by me. But yeah, but it ends with the arrow in the chest. Yeah. And I think I guess eventually he went back and uh, well, well, yeah, they, well, well, he takes the the radio. Yeah, he takes the, he point. takes the radio, and then like you actually see there is a quick scene where apparently he's unlocked the guns and is also reloading the gun mm-hmm. he has. Yeah, so because that was he a doesn't weird take thing. any additional guns. He just takes that guy's shotgun. Yeah, yeah, that's the I weird mean, kick ass shotgun. He, but he's got this little tiny you know backup carry piece thing that you, can, you know like an ankle holster. Yeah, but apparently he also brought like a thousand rounds he, with he him brought too. Seventeen clips. He's got yeah. clips on him at all times. Yeah, it's just it's bizarre. It's weird. But eventually, he finally runs out. Hey, be prepared. Mm-hmm. So yeah. 
Leatherman and lots of ammunition. Right. <laughs> Apparently, he didn't do the standard movie thing and, and, and throw the magazines away when they were done, though, because no? he, they he just kept putting them in his pocket because yeah. he's pulling them out. It's like the empty. Uh, empty. Hey, yeah. he's he's a cop. He's almost broke because yeah, he's true. suspended. Yeah. As they're like 20, 20 yeah. 30 bucks a piece. Yeah, you don't just toss that clip, man. No, it's expensive. But Dean yeah. Kane, thrifty. <laughs> <laughs> thrifty Kane. So, yeah. So now he's reloaded. Yeah. And. This is when he meets up with the Bomb Brothers, right? Yes, the Bomb yeah. Brothers. <laughs> but the way he, the way he gets the Boom the, Brothers, the jump on them, is there? They they find out like he tells them well, a fake place. He's like, yeah. Yeah, I'm in the bathroom on the third floor. Well, he pretends he's, 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 he's yeah. the other guy. And says he's in the bathroom on the third floor. Go get him. So they throw a grenade, blow up this this bathroom, and it is actually a pretty cool shot because the way they have the. <laughs> The camera panning kind of like from left to right. They tried to kill the camera dude on this. Yeah, shot. and when they blow that thing, it's like right as the camera's in the middle. Oh yeah, the and camera like, a, like the chunk of the door just comes and like slams right into the camera. Yeah, but yet the camera keeps going to the right as yeah. it pans around, which I just I have not seen a shot like that before. It was pretty good timing. if yeah. it was on if it was on purpose. Yeah, I mean it was it was probably a happy accident, yeah. but it still looked pretty cool yeah. the way they did it. But of course, then these guys just unload into this bathroom without even looking. Yeah. And they're yeah. like, well, did we hit anybody? <laughs> no? no. Well, meanwhile, Dean Kane has tied like bungee cords to exercise to a bikes. Solo flex. Exercise, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's rappelled down. Yeah, from he's the... rappelled down from the top floor for no reason. Well, he just sort of like lowers down slowly behind them as the two of them were just talking about, yeah, you know, stuff arguing. blowing up or whatever. Well, and he does his little line. Yeah, he's got he the gun on the him. easy way, the yeah. hard way, and they're like, oh. Well, the one guy, like, they put, they actually do put their guns down, then one guy puts down a smoke bomb. Right. Like, while he's also putting down his guns. Yeah. And about this time, this is when Eric Roberts has realized that he has his wife yeah. held hostage. Mm-hmm. So, like, while he's got these guys at gunpoint, he gets on the radio and he's like, hey, I got someone you want to talk to, and mm-hmm. uh, puts his wife on. And so he's kind of like, uh, do I talk to her or do I finish, you know, disarming these guys? Well, yeah. And meanwhile, <laughs> the smoke is coming up and he goes, what the hell is that? And the guy's like, well, I had beans for dinner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> terrible (laughs) terrible fart joke yeah for no reason but so yeah dean kane is slightly distracted by the fact that eric roberts has his wife and so that allows those guys to turn around and get the drop on him and that leads to um well he runs he ends up running into like a sound advice type place where it's tvs and stereo and stuff and then it sort of becomes like the end of gremlins where it's like using monitors and stuff yeah he's got the the video camera pointed at the door and he sees them and yeah he shoots the one guy because the guy walks in front of the projection screen that's showing Desperado. <laughs> right. and, and so explosion. And that, that guy dude has drops a grenade, a grenade yeah. at his feet as he gets shot. And yeah. Blasts himself out of the room, right. which yeah. pisses off his brother. His brother. Considerably. Sure. Yeah. And he just unloads on in, in the TV store and then he gets behind yeah, the but, bulletproof couch. Yeah. Bulletproof couch. <laughs> yep. Yeah. The bulletproof but, leather couch. But meanwhile, also Dean Kane is still talking to Eric Roberts on the on the phone. And yeah. he's like, your guys are kind of like. You must have like had been scraping the bottom of the barrel to get these guys here because they all kind of suck. Yeah, he's pushing Eric Roberts' button while yeah. he's getting shot at this entire time. He's just mm-hmm. like, "Look, where'd you get these rank amateurs? You're a class act, and what are well, you doing here?" And somewhere long before this, he actually did call his partner back, didn't he? It's some- he was yeah. He eventually gets him on the phone. Yeah, because like somewhere when he got finally got above ground because he tried to call again. No, it, it was, was underground. It was pretty much right then. Yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, somewhere right around, around that somewhere time. along, I thought it was before a couple, like before a couple bodies before, but well, he tried to call him before right. the, the big shotgun battle. Yeah, but I'm just with, saying, with I thought he said dude, like, but, "Hey, we're here," because he finally did get the message out, like, "Hey, we're here. These guys are stealing 
bring everything. Right. Yeah. And but dude's like, okay, sure. I'm on my way. Yeah. It's just, I'm just saying it, there was a, uh, there was a point in the movie where it's like, shouldn't like yeah. people have shown up by now. Right. <laughs> but that's uh, all basically because like Eric Roberts calls his henchmen off basically. Yeah. He's like, well, I'm going to kill your wife in two minutes unless you bring me my money. Yeah. So let him go. Yeah. Let him go get the money. Mm-hmm. So he goes to the bathroom, goes to the bathroom stall. Money's gone. Money's gone. And he sees a blood trail. Yeah. Follows it, and it's the big Russian dude yeah. with a shotgun. Surprise! Yeah. Wasn't dead. No. Oh, we were so happy. He was he just winged. Dead. Yeah. And then proceeds to beat the fuck out of Dean Kane with one arm. In the just elevator. Beats the living hell out and of him. And I appreciate that they maintain that. Like, sure. They, he didn't magically recover from his bullet wound. No, he he purposely, like, never used that arm. The entire fight was just throwing Dean Kane around like a rag doll. Mm-hmm. Um, Ends up stabbing him in the leg. Yeah, stabs him in the legs. Got him, you know, by the throat up in the air. Mm-hmm. Doing that. Yeah. And, and Dean Kane uh, shoots him. Yeah, yeah, Dean, like, it finally reaches the pistol. And yeah. Is, yeah. Well, Dean came was like, oh, you stabbed me? Well, screw that. Yeah. <laughs> I thought <laughs> I this was a, a fair fight. Yeah, blam. You bring a knife, I bring a gun. <laughs> yeah. That's the Chicago way. <laughs> yeah, and meanwhile, Eric Roberts is just, like... He's they, quietly like, like menacing. Alene, yeah, Erica Alenek <laughs> is trying to appeal to his, you know, he's like, oh, well, you know, you have a son, I have kids. Mm-hmm. Do you really want to make those kids orphans? And he goes, well, in about two minutes, yeah. sure. He's like, well... Twenty seconds, maybe. Yeah, yeah. But like two seconds left, he's like, "All right, I got your money." Yeah, yeah. Like he's got the gun mm-hmm. on her, about to shoot her. Yeah. Then they do this weird exchange because this, like I said, this is a three-story <laughs> mall that has two sets of, of escalators. Yeah, I thought this was clever around Every, a giant friggin' atrium. Yeah, Eric Roberts and Eric Alaniac, bottom floor with a uh, you know bomb brother guy on with Kid a gun. Blast. Kid was Blast. His name, Kid by Blast. The way. Sorry, Kid Blast. Um, <laughs> Kid Blast. <laughs> Dean Dean Kane upper floor got the big you know the money money trolley thing sends it down the escalator magically I don't know how it didn't go fall down the escalator it's a well Gingerly. built yeah box sure yeah it's very balanced I know, it's got a low still, center of gravity still, still, still gravity but yeah <laughs> no she has a very high center of gravity oh um, but yes while she's riding up to the to the uh, you know, the middle atrium thing. Yeah. Then she grabs the thing, puts it on the next set of escalators, and then proceeds Goes down, to ride up. And then she gets on the one to go up. Right. Yeah. It's so this it's weird, like, 10-minute sequence of... Exchange. Now I get on the next escalator, and I put the box on the one going... It's, and they keep showing the kid blast pointing the gun at her. Yeah. And, like, tracking her along. Like, you're just expecting him to shoot her at any second. Mm-hmm. But no. But no. Eventually, they exchange everything, and Eric Roberts opens it up, and the money's in there, and the credits. Like, All right, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, so husband and wife are reunited, and they're and Dean Kane is basically like, "I've done all I, can, all I can do. Let's go home." And then she says, "Yeah, there's hostages in the basement. You don't need to be a hero." It's like, what are you doing? What mm-hmm. he and just said, "I've done all I can do. Let's go home." You're not going to give a cop more information and then say. Now, don't be a yeah, hero. But then she completely it. 180s and says, you can't leave them there. Yeah, I know, but like, it's, that's, it's just... I don't know which part of that disturbed me more. Yeah. Like, her being a wishy-washy weirdo or... <laughs> but yeah. yeah, so basically, Dean Kane gives her a gun. And it's just like, here, it's got one in the pipe. Yep. <laughs> and she's yeah. like, okay. Yeah, and he's like, wait here. And then yeah. he, he wait goes... Wait here. Wait here, yeah. Eric Instead Alaniac. of just keeping her with him. Yeah. Because that would make more sense, right? Than just having her hang out in the mall. Yeah, exactly. Where now we both have guns. Her. Come with me. Yeah, but he goes back to where the, all the hostages are and, and yeah. gets them with no problem. Just yeah. rescues them. Like, hey, well, he's killed go free. most of the crew. Yeah, there's two guys <laughs> yeah. left, basically. 
Yeah. But yeah. But he well, there's, he there's one guy off in the van. That's that that plot point never made any sense. Never like the, resolved. There's this yeah. large dude that's part of their crew that, that knocks that, out a dude, takes the armored van, drives it out in the middle of nowhere, then reports that it's broken down. Calls he does truck. that to he to does buy that time. to buy time for the sure. for the uh, armored car company I'm just because saying, they're like, supposed you know they're going to yeah. be on a schedule. They, so. they spend a lot of time for all that just for like. It seemed it's like they were going to rendezvous with that truck. Yeah. Like they were yeah. going underground to get to where the truck was and then go. Nope, just yeah. a diversion. Yeah. Just oh, yeah. to yeah, just yeah. find themselves they, That's time. the other part of the guy of the crew, but he's long gone. Yeah, it never comes into play again. No. So, yeah, he basically just rescues the hostages, no problem, says, go hide out in Santa's village. Hey, security guy, take a shotgun. Yeah. And yeah, he hey, asks him if he knows how to use it. The guy's like... You point the one end at the bad guys and you pull the trigger. Yes, a simple and, yes and would yeah, be yeah, fine, yeah, Mr. Really. Madison. <laughs> and Teen Kane's like, I'm a real cop, you're a mall cop. Shut your face. Right. Yeah. And so the hostages go off and we never see them again. Yep. So, they end of that. They escape. They're saved. <laughs> sure, okay. Um, so then it becomes a uh, parking garage adventure at first because... Yeah, because they go to the parking garage and then basically his partner rolls in. Yeah, well, because Eric Roberts is just sort of like following the blueprints, trying to figure out where he's going to blow the the floor to right. get into the tunnels. Yeah, and, and he, Dean Kane pops up from behind. Well, him. No, he like r- tries to run him down with a forklift full of oh, that's barrels. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And then like somehow Eric Roberts mag- empties mag- a clip yeah, into that, magically ducks off the forklift and gets a drop on him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, his partner shows up. And he's like, oh, good, you're here finally. Where's everybody else? And then, like, he's like, watch out, there's one other guy, and da da da, partner. Oh, you mean turns. this guy? <laughs> yeah. Partner was in on it the whole time somehow for Makes whatever. Zero. Because sense. the only thing square in Chicago is roller derby and wrestling. Wrestling. Yeah. Something his crooked dad always said. <laughs> yeah, sure. So. But it turns out, like, the bomb with the three legged cat was these brothers trying to set a diversion to get all of Chicago's cops over there anyway. Sure, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. But anyway, know. so like, there's this standoff thing, and yeah. it's like it's Erica, not too late. It's it's not too late. You could still stay on the the good side, and I don't even understand why. But Erica Laniac followed him down there, and then like she almost gets captured or shot. I want to help. Blam. Oopsie. Well, he <laughs> she saves him first because like they got the gun on him, yeah. and then he gets away, mm-hmm. and then she's about to get shot, and then he shoots the partner, and meanwhile the. Uh, was a kid blast and, and Eric Roberts are have already blown the hole in the floor. Yeah, they're like fuck this, we're out of here. They throw the money down and jump down, go down underground. Yeah, and they they take Erica Laniac with them. Yes, so yeah, because she's stumbling around because she's deaf apparently right. from the from explosion. The explosion. Yeah. now comes the denouement to the big uh-huh. <laughs> exciting action scene. Yeah, to end the movie. Yes, because how are you going to uh, traverse the underground of this mall slash almost sewers? What better way with some dumb oversized go karts? Yeah, go karts with roll bars. Yeah, yeah, like those. It's a good idea. Like those big yeah, stupid I mean, roll cage. It go-karts. is a good idea for a heist. It is a dumb idea visually for a movie yes. because it is. They needed motorcycles. It is big actors in little tiny clown cars. Mm-hmm. There is no way to look dignified. Driving no, around they look like things. Shriners. But they it's take <laughs> they take two of them, and there's a third one there because well, when they started, they had more guys. Yeah. So yeah. So, so Dean, there's one left. Yeah. So Dean which they came, don't bother to sabotage or no. anything. They're just like ah. Eh. It'll They're in a hurry. Okay. He won't possibly get in this and follow us in a in a stupid looking no. uh, go kart chase no. underground. And then he does, and it's just a bunch of crazy, confusing. Like they blow a wall, he gets stuck, but then he like doubles back, hears he just, them, yeah. chases them. Gun. They do chicken at one point. Yeah, 
He managed to shoot. It's all a bunch of goofy action on go-karts. That yeah. just looks stupid. Yeah. And at one point, he's actually managed to call the real cops, finally. Yes. Finally yeah, he's finally gotten little... a signal on his his apparently yeah. wireless phone. And now he calls 911. <laughs> right. Yes. Like two hours into this ordeal. No. The first payphone he goes to, he puts a, he drops a quarter in when yeah. all he had to do was dial 911 for Well, he was calling his wife. I know. But just start with 911 and then... Then start. Yes. Power dialing other people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they do all the goofy go-kart stuff, which, make no mistake, is goofy. Mm-hmm. And then they just, <laughs> Eric Roberts does this thing where he <laughs> sets his go-kart free. Because <laughs> they <laughs> reach the, it on the backside. <laughs> well, they reach the destination of where they're going to escape. And he just basically, like, you know, he puts the rock against the, the gas pedal. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, just like, yeah, and, <laughs> and go-kart goes off. Which well, never comes into play. It's no. not like Dean Kane chases after it. No, because Erica Laniac had the forethought to pull off her um, gaudy cross necklace yeah. and yeah. throw it on the on the ground. Which yeah. he, he spotted from a thousand yards away yeah. somehow. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, look, oh, a thousand yards there. She must have right, gone up this. There's that diamond cross that I can barely afford to buy for her. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, so they have this little standoff and he's like, yeah, you know, what? well, at some point in time, he tries to convince him to be in on this with him. I the, think, before that, the partner showed yeah. up. He was like... There's two bags of money there. Yeah. I just need one. You could take the other one. And say and, I yeah, took say two. I took and two. And just say I took two. Yeah. He's very calm. It's, very, for, my, it's yeah. for my son. My yeah. son. Uh, yeah. I mean, they do me. kind of introduce this element that, you know, basically, if this guy doesn't get the money, the son dies. Right. And Dean Cain sort of has sort of like a blink moment of just like, yeah, that sort of sucks. <laughs> I'm a cop. No, I can't. Yeah, yeah may, I, I, I can take this money. Yeah, it's like he's that. playing the Walking Dead game. Yeah, you know, it's, it's like, it's like which, shitty which choice number gonna, one yeah. or shitty choice number two. I can let him go. Little but, Dean Cain's on the shoulder. Yeah, but he <laughs> he never has to make the choice because that's when his partner rolls up and and stops that yeah, decision making process. But I wonder if he has Superman on one shoulder and Zod on the other. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. Yeah. yeah anyway. So. Like, we also, at this point, see, like, every police officer in the city driving, doing stunts to, to <laughs> roll up on some sort of access to the tunnels. Mm-hmm. You know, like, clown cars full of cops. Just, I don't know why they're patrolling four people to a cop car. Yeah. But they all just start entering the tunnels with laser sights and flashlights. and Yeah, I, the laser sight, it's like, why are you running around with laser sights aside from just, it looks cool. That's, that's because it, it looks yeah. cool. Yeah. Because it yeah. looks yeah. cool. Yeah. So. Yeah, all the cops show up. Yeah, all as the cops. as he's about to escape, and he's still he's got the one bag of money because the other bag of money was on the other go kart, which yeah. mm-hmm. Dean Kane just kind of shot that guy in motion. Yeah, and killed him, and then had this weird like, hey, hey, hey fucking, oh, hey, I, I, killed killed that. I killed that. Hey, guy. I'm awesome. Sweet. I totally fucking killed that. Guy. <laughs> Holy shit, I can't believe that worked. <laughs> yeah, so they're basically at a standoff where Eric Roberts is is inches away from climbing the ladder to freedom, and he has a gun, and Dean Kane's like, you know, we can do this the easy way or the hard way. Nah. And starts talking him up. It's like, oh, you know, you want to see your son again. You know, th- this isn't yeah. you, blah, blah, blah. So mm. he puts the gun down. Eric Roberts puts the gun down and <laughs> just leaps for the ladder. Yeah. And every cop in the tunnel is just like, fire. <laughs> yeah. And DK is like, no. And so, you know, Eric Roberts takes take some bullets, continues slowly trying to climb the ladder, reaches the grate, you know, does the thing where he puts his fingers out like I can almost touch freedom. Yeah, and it's kind of cruel of the cops. It's like, you've all shot this guy, and now no you're just No one gonna, does anything. They, they just sit there watching him like, yeah, let's... <laughs> With continued laser yeah. sights on him the entire time. Let's let him flop around yeah. like a fish it's like they right pulled now. the wings off the fly, and they're just yeah. like, hey, look at him trying to fly. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah, so eventually he falls, and Dean Kane comes over, and Eric Roberts whispers something in his ear, yeah. which is very plainly... I love you. 
take yeah. care of my son. <laughs> Maybe in Tokyo. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, cut to him, uh, Dean Kane and Eric Laniac, all dressed up fancy-like in this ritzy hospital looking at the kid. It's like, well, that sucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we made the joke that, you know, Eric Roberts told him to go watch the kid die. <laughs> oh, so wrong. Yeah. Yeah, but then, like, the the deus ex chief and uh the, the chief shows up and he's like <laughs> with his entourage again yeah, he's just yeah. got this flock of like photographers and you know just people around him is he just, shows up and he's like hey the you know the chicago ID. plaza mall is like the insurance is like hey thanks for saving all the money here's a reward also here's your shield because the mayor's going to settle the other yeah. thing and you're here's back a on giant the check here's a back giant check and he looks yeah, should have been like, a giant check. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, golf and he check. also tells him he's now a captain. Yeah. Oh, yes. He's, so he's Captain Congratulations, Morgan. Congratulations, Captain, captain Morgan. Morgan. <laughs> hey. I say the movie should have ended him putting one leg up. <laughs> just <Yeah>. freeze frame. <laughs> like yeah. one leg up on the on the but, corpse of Eric Roberts. But, but like, yeah, they give him the check. Yeah, but then and, like and the, meanwhile, the doctor is talking to the to the ugly mother of the kid. <laughs> right. One ugly mother. And then yeah. Dean Cade just well, starts badgering the doctor, like, can't you do anything? And the doctor's sort of like, take it back for a second. Like, um, who are you? No, we uh, can't. There's a complicated yeah. money situation. Yeah, they're basically like, you can't pay, so the kid dies. Yeah. This may have been filmed in Canada, but <laughs> this shit ain't free. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so they look at the check, which is for 200. Well, okay. They're looking at the check, and him and Erica Laniac just sort of look at each other, and you know the decision they're making, which is, okay, give the hospital the check to save the kid. And then they show the amount of the check, which is $200,000, which isn't going to cover shit for an uninsured kid dying of leukemia in one mm-hmm. of the fanciest-looking hospitals I've ever seen. Yep. <laughs> but apparently that just solves all the problems. because Because cut to Dean Kane at home with this family eating... Christmas dinner. It was a con- conveniently priced heart transplant. I, I, no, what, th- <laughs> what to get the leukemia heart yes, out? Yeah, I know it's a it's hot leukemia rock, blood hot joke. I know. <laughs> but yes, I mean, because then it cuts to you know Norman Rockwell Christmas yeah. dinner, and they're like, we want to thank Jimmy and all the other people that right. we killed. Yes. No, we're, yeah, we're, we're going to celebrate for the souls of praise, all the praise people, for people all that the Dean people Kane who- killed. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and, and then, then dig in, let's eat, fade out. Wow, that's a weird ending. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, we didn't even mention the weird Jesus-y undercurrent this whole movie has. Nah. I mean, it's not totally prominent, but like Erica Laniac especially is is particularly Jesus-y in one scene. So, oh yeah, like yeah. send us an angel from uh, heaven. To send us the, the angel us of and, mercy and uh, I should have been the bad. angel of justice. Because when that Dean King comes in, death. yeah, because <laughs> when Dean King comes in to rescue the little girl's like, "Are you the angel of oh, mercy?" Oh god, that little girl. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. I wish she was the one in the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. God. I hated that little girl so Man, much. no. She don't, was kind no. of a little downer. Uh, no. Don't put kids in your movies. She was a Yeah, just don't put this. kids in your movies. Yeah. Just My daddy named me after the Aurora Borealis. It's like, no, that's where you were fucking conceived. Yeah, yeah. Aurora, yeah. Illinois. <laughs> in a pacer. <laughs> uh, with a licorice dispenser. In the front seat. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, so. But yeah, it... The less said about those scenes, the better. The sure, terrible. They, they are the showstopper. I mean, they just grind that movie to a halt, and yeah, they're just nasty, bad, <laughs> yes, terrible. Exactly. Not the reason for the season. Yeah, no, not at all. <laughs> but yeah, there is that undercurrent there with Erica Elenia. Yeah, yeah. So luckily, it's not. That's a thing that's going to turn you off. There's that. Yeah, but, no. you know what? It's not that bad. No, but no. Let's let's. What do you got ratings wise for Christmas Rush, aka Breakaway? I can give this a solid three jocks. 
I enjoyed this little movie. I think this is a pretty good Die Hard ripoff. It's surprisingly good and violent enough for a TV movie. I agree with yeah. that. I agree with a three. Yeah. I just think uh, keep that kid out of there. Yeah. Um, I mean, I understand that you needed some people in danger. Sure. You know, it couldn't mm-hmm. just be like, oh, it's Dean Cain versus saving the money because then it's not like yeah, then it's we, a weird... don't, we really don't care. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. And they there's enough little touches here and there. Yeah, like there's enough little character touches with people. There's some nice, weird little things in this movie. Like, like I said, that that girl's like when she sits on Santa's lap. As much as we hate her, that was a nice little touch because she's like, "I want to raise her scooter and a Palm Pilot." And then she's like, "I want a new puppy because my puppy got ran over by a snowplow." <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And the three-legged cat. I mean, there's like there's some yeah. weird shit in this movie, but that's some of the things I like. Yeah. If you're tired of watching Die Hard on Christmas, watch this movie <laughs> mm-hmm. instead. Mm-hmm. Three jocks. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree with Rudy. I don't know why you'd be tired of watching Die Hard. No, never. No. Nope. Um, I was almost at a four for most of it. I thought it ran out of steam in the oh, last. Oh yeah, third. the go karts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, it's silly. Funny, the go karts are fun in a goofy way, but it's almost, the problem is it ends in a, like a hostage standoff thing. It's not like a one on one. I'm going to fight Eric Roberts. Thing. Well, the thing is, is that because they never gave Eric Roberts any kind of evil motivation at all. He never, even though he was threatening to kill people, he never really flipped that switch of. Well, fuck it. I got to get out of this situation one way or another. He was just mm-hmm. always basically like, I got to save my kid. So there was never really that confrontation that, mm-hmm. you know, that satisfying ending. The, the, the ending is not satisfying well, at all. To touch yeah. on another TV movie you watched, I mean, Go Kart Chase sounds awesome. Like, Go Kart in the Sewers Chase sounds amazing. Like, oh my God, we have to watch this movie. Go-Kart but so does, sewers. like, you know, Spacesuit in Hell. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Conceptually, it's like, we got to watch that. Yeah. Execution wise, yeah. yeah. Not so much. What if we make a movie with both a go-kart chase through the tunnels and a spacesuit descending into hell? Oh, a sp- the go-kart chase spacesuit through hell. Driving the go-kart <laughs> through hell. Or a moon buggy in hell. Ah. Oh. ah. <laughs> I think Chuck's and in. now we have to replace Chuck's chair. I think Chuck's in. I'm in. All right. He's Break in time? Deep. Okay. Yes. Break time. Right, and welcome back. Hey, hey Bamcast. Bamcast. The second half of two halves. <laughs> right. You complete me. Do we? <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. battle between the second halves and the second have-nots. <laughs> so, well, Mackie and I saw this little tiny movie that some people saw. Oh, that independent movie? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like an indie kick-ass. <laughs> <laughs> No. The Hobbit, an unexpected journey into terrible ways to film movies. Yep. I saw The Hobbit. Uh-huh. In 48 frames per second, high frame rate. Yeah. Do not ever go to see a movie in 48 frames per second, high frame rate, ever, Stamp. in your life, ever. Stamp of disapproval. Do not ever <laughs> do it. And okay. I take it one step ever. further and say, don't go see this movie in any frame rate. Oh, Whoa. really? No. Really? Yeah, really. Wow. It's not that bad. I still like it's th- not that bad if you need a nap. Hey, I, I'm t- uh, I'm t- I, okay. I had Chuck, this conversation let, with you people. Let, let me let me rephrase this. Chuck. Yeah. Don't ever watch this movie. Oh, if you didn't like the Lord of the Rings, 
the exciting. It, I didn't dislike it. Trilogy of the Lord of the Rings wasn't that exciting. Don't uh, watch this. Okay, great. I'm saying the exciting trilogy that is the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> this is not. Oh, good. Exciting. Um. All right. No, it's more of the same Lord of the Rings stuff. Honestly, it, when was the last time you watched Lord of the Rings? Because I've watched the first two in the past few days. I watched two same towers, tone, like, same everything. Trust me, uh, you. No. Everyone forgets about all the goofy stuff that's in what, that first movie what with the Hobbits stuff? and Gimli. Everything he says is goofy. Not like this. Not like this. <laughs> yeah. Not like this. Yeah. I mean, it's not as good as any of those three movies. Not by a long shot. But I don't know. I my issue right now is I feel like I can't properly analyze this movie because the high frame rate fucked with me so bad that I could not concentrate on a single scene because as soon as I got into anything, it immediately kicked in with somebody's moving too fast. Oh my God, that pan looks really fucked up. What the shit? Like the worst part is Jen and I like within the first five minutes, I was like, I should probably get up and go switch to another showing. But without Jen, no, well, I looked. Well, th- that's the thing is, I looked over at her, and she seemed like focused on the movie, not didn't notice me looking over. And I was like, okay, well, I guess it's not bugging her because mm-hmm. I mean, there are certain people who are like, oh, I thought it looked great, it was fine, and and I was like, I'm, maybe my eyes will adjust to it, maybe we'll get used to it, and then I'm thinking some people saw this in 3D or whatever and didn't actually see the high frame rate. That's the only thing I can assume because there we have other we have actual IMAXs in town. Mm-hmm. There is one theater here in town that specifically advertised that it was the high frame rate. And it's not an actual IMAX. It's the Cinemark XD. Like I yeah. said before, like I thought there, if there was any theater that was going to have new enough technology to do that, right. that's the only one that was advertising the high frame rate. Our other two quasi IMAX AMC theaters... No, they, they did have it. They, they didn't say it in their advertising. Really? Yeah. No, when you looked online, it said it. But okay. either way, um, like she at some point looked over at me and I was focused on the movie, like trying to watch it and trying not to be horrified by what I was watching. Right. And like, it never synced up with either of us, but there's a scene where there's a, it's a chase scene with another wizard who comes in and he's got the sled thing uh, and there's other guys chasing him and wizards. Yeah. He's <laughs> got a wizard sled. Badass. <laughs> Driven by rabbits. <laughs> fucking badass, yeah. man. But the way the H, the, the high right. frame rate stuff made it look, it looked like one of the worst things I have ever seen in a movie theater. Like, like think about how distracting early bad CG was and how like when like a movie could be okay and doing well. And then some really shitty CG hits and you're just like knocked right out of any immersion that you had. Hmm. Every single scene is that shitty CG because the high frame rate, there's no motion blur on anything. Everything in every frame is perfectly in focus. So there's never any motion blur between anything and your brain just says there's something wrong here. <laughs> I mean, even looking at like fireplaces when you see fire flickering mm-hmm. doesn't look right. And I, I kept thinking, I'm, I'll get used to it. I'll get used to it. Never. So, the entire movie still looked sped up and shitty and pans look weird and just things looked fucked up the entire movie. And also considering the only way you can see this is in 3D. Yeah. Peter Jackson should never film 3D ever. No. I mean, imagine all the sweeping, crazy shots that he did in The Lord of the Rings, but then suddenly they're in 3D, which makes them impossible to focus upon. Oh, no. yeah. Mm. I mean, it's just, I don't know. 
Yeah, I, I will say I will say the high frame rate, like almost every 3D movie I've ever walked out of, I have a slight headache afterwards. I did not have it with this one. I did in the first five minutes because, I mean, one of the opening scenes, I mean, is seeing Smaug. 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 <laughs> seeing Smaug. 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 The dragon, like, you know, tear apart the city, which isn't even in the book, but it's, you know, mentioned in the Hobbit book. Sure. But you get to, like, see it in, in kind of like a flashback tale. Of course. And... I mean, it's just so fast cut. And I mean, like, I literally had to shut my eyes. I was like, this 3D is now making my eyes hurt because it, it just won't hold still long enough to do anything. Yeah. Here, here's what I don't get. Did this movie really need any kind of gimmicks? No. 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 I, I mean, mean it didn't even is, need like, to be three movies. I don't think. Well, I, well, I, I think if it was going to lose anything, it, it should have lost the high frame rate because, I, you know, I mean, it... It looks dumb, and number two, it's like, how fucking pretentious is that? I've re- I'm future-proofing my movie. You know what's going to future-proof your movie? Making a really, really good movie. Yeah. Do you think in, like, 100 years when we have 12,000 PTVs and 3,000 hertz, whatever, we're going to stop watching It's a Wonderful Life? Yeah, no. No. I mean, people still study every frame of Citizen Kane, and that was not future-proofed at the time. It no. was just, let's make well, a movie. I just, I am, in watching that movie, I just, I remember thinking in my head just going, how can how could anyone on any level at the studio watch this and go, yes, we're pushing this. People will like this. I don't think they had, they probably didn't have any say so in it. It was probably, they probably just gave Peter Jackson. How could the, Peter Jackson watch it and think, I don't because know. this that, is what maybe people he's need one to of see. those people that sees I mean, it and goes, yeah. I like the way that I mean, works. somebody yeah. gave Peter Jackson carte blanche as far as like, I mean, you won every goddamn award for your last big movie like yeah. this. Yeah. You know, you, you won a bazillion awards and you made a bazillion dollars. Yeah. We cannot ask for anything else. Yeah. Then both of those things combined. So, yeah, do that again, please. Whatever you want to do. But, yeah. But it just it doesn't work. It Like it's you know how we've talked about when TVs have smoothing turned on and it just looks shitty because things suddenly move too fast or mm-hmm. then suddenly look like they're moving too slow depending on what kind of motion. It is like that except on a big screen for two hours and 45 minutes. Yeah. I, it's weird. Like I, I, I avoided all internet talk about this discussion before seeing it and after seeing it I read some and I read I read some, you know, quasi-scientific explanations of yep. why it doesn't work. I read some like, oh, well, may, you know, give it a chance. This isn't necessarily such a bad thing. You know, we always, we always have to adjust to new things. Fuck and, those people. Well, well, I, <laughs> fuck them in the head. And the, and the one that was like the most like, please, like, please give it a chance. Don't, you know, like, it, be, like, it was pointing out the flaws that this uh, shows you in the movie. Like, oh, well... You know, Gandalf's st- staff looks like a resin prop, you know, or the the rubber noses on the dwarves look stupid. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, it just means that special effects people have to step up and do better that, you know, now that you have a c- camera that can show you all these details. And it's like, well, you know no. what? If you were going to do that and that was a problem, do it now. Like, you, you, you have now made this. You, there's no second chance. We have three movies that have already been filmed that are all going to look shitty like this because... You know, in 10 years, we might advance the, uh, you know, rubber mask technology and everything to catch up and look good enough to be filmed like this. But yeah, but the problem is I didn't care about I how the staff looked. I didn't care about any of that stuff. I know. I cared about all the motion looked I, wrong. Yes. It just my brain rejected it. Oh, I know. My I'm brain not, I'm not said saying that was my problem with that. I'm just saying this, this was an argument. They were like, no, no, give it a chance. We know that it does this, this, this and this. But, you know, it just means that people behind yeah, the camera I have didn't to get even, better. I'm like, well. Yeah, I read one that was like, well, actors are going to have to adjust how they act to, you know, do things slower in 48 frames per second. I'm like, fuck you. This is all stupid. Fuck you. This is all fucking stupid. Why? Who's clamoring for this? Peter Jackson, apparently. Well, fine. But 
I mean, who made the camera? What? Who made the camera? If they're red, the f- red epic cameras. Well, they need yeah. to stop. Well, it's not. <laughs> it's it's not them. That. It's, it's just it's, a setting on it's, there. Yeah, it's a setting. Fine, that can be but adjusted, I just. But. I, I, you know, if if you're trying, if maybe if you're going for, for free, do it in 48 frames per second. I, may, I, don't, I know. don't know. Maybe if you're trying to do some sort of like a, a scene in your movie that is supposed to look different than anything else in your movie. I get that. I can understand people wanting to, wanting to experiment with technology and do something for a segment of a movie to make it look different. I, I totally get that. However, what it sounds like is happening here is this push towards a technology that no one's asking for, that no one needs, that no one's prepared for, that no one wants. Yeah. I mean, the only times I thought that it looked good was when Bilbo puts on the ring and it does the whole, the world is tearing and things are fluttering around mm-hmm. slow motion view that it did whenever, whenever Frodo put on the ring in the original movies. Yeah. That stuff looked right. Like mm. the 48 frames made it look super smooth and it looked Right. And that's why it seems like certain things, if especially if there's slow motion, go ahead and use it because that's where 48 frames per second is going to benefit the best. But they need to have some variable setting or something because it just. Yeah. And, and the way the movie opens is like the worst way to introduce you to this, too. It's super bright. And it seems like the brighter the scene, the more it looks like a weird video thing. Like, it just looks like you're watching a soap opera at the, that point. The brighter the scene is. I mean, does it look like that setting on TVs, that yes. 60 hertz? Yes. Okay, yes. well, then I'm That's out. That's what I'm talking I about. I never want to see that. Yeah, it looks exactly like that. And it, like, it just, I can't explain it, but it's it's like there's some kind of uncanny valley there mm-hmm. where it's like it looks close, but it's, clo- it's far enough off that suddenly you notice all the flaws. Mm. But my thing is everything's in focus and nothing ever has motion blur. So there's a scene where they're tossing pots and pans around, and that was the one where I was like, oh, this can fuck off. Well, and that was just an awful scene anyway. But I mean, yeah. um, well, the one quasi-scientific explanation I heard is that the human brain can process about 40 images a second. Okay. That, that's kind of how we see is in about 40 frames per second, give or take. You know, it's not exactly frames. but So therefore, so, if we're so, shooting movies at 30, we are wasting our brains? Yeah, well, I mean, no, like, I mean, they were saying if you go above that, that's when the brain starts to go, wait, this is this is too close to reality that this I'm no longer watching a fictional thing. And Mm -hmm. we have trained our brains over the years to 24 and 30 frame per second things to being that now I'm watching fiction. I can sit back and enjoy what I'm watching. I'm not watching cops or something that I'm my brain is supposed to go. This is reality. Right. And that's why it it does work for video games when you go into 60 frames, because that is a, a medium where. Uh, I am doing this. This is me. I want realism. I want to be this guy that's shooting the guns, driving the cars, whatever. Mm-hmm. So basically, yeah. you're afraid. Huh? You're afraid. You're afraid of it invading your reality. No, it's just I'm <laughs> saying like it, it's, it's a point. It's a point I'm of your just, brain. Maybe because my brain rejected the fuck out of this movie and yeah. Jen was the same way. It never got better. And I think it, about an hour in is when I said I'm never seeing another movie in this format again. And she said, thank God. Because I thought that you were fine with this. <laughs> yeah, I was I, like, no. No, I mean, I, I, I. To be honest, I adjusted an hour in. I guess. I mean, to to a point. But like I said, by that time, I was bored with the movie, and mm-hmm. that was my biggest problem with it. Is I, to me, it's always a bad idea when someone says, "Let me let me make a short story long," and that's what they've done. I mean, the well, Hobbit. The Hobbit should be briskly paced. Things happen. It's over. I don't. I don't feel the need for all of this extra bullshit that's thrown in there. I understand that it's it's kind of interesting that you've got lead up stuff that directly goes, oh, well, I see what they're doing there because I know what happens in the Lord of the Rings. But you know what? Prequels, 
nine times out of ten are a bad idea. Name me a good prequel because all all suspense is gone. Yeah, you know the end result. Right. I know. Like if I don't need to necessarily know what led into this, if I know the end game is this, mm-hmm. um, especially but, when it just feels like then eh, those people are eh, mounting over here. And the way eh. I see it, I. I I've never read the books. I've never read the Hobbit book. You know, I saw the Rankin Bass cartoon, God knows when, so I kind of know the story there. TV but, is better than books is. What's that? <laughs> TV is better than books yeah. is. Yeah. But books is. the way I see it is <laughs> is he realized he had the chance. Like, this is the last chance he gets to put all the Lord of the Rings, all the Tolkien stuff that he wants mm-hmm. into a movie. Mm-hmm. That's why it's three movies. I, I I guarantee you it's because he wants to get... All that other shit that he couldn't get into the other movies, even if he's rearranging the story, that's how he's doing it. So it's almost like we can't look at this as an adaptation of that Hobbit book. Right. Because if he did a one-off, he gets to do the scenes that everyone knows where he's got the riddles in the dark, which that scene with Gollum is easily the best scene in that movie. Yeah. By far. I, everything, I, but, everything I was expecting to see in the Hobbit story, I enjoyed. Yeah. Like the things I was like, oh, now he's going to do the things where he talks with the you know, the trolls and... You know, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I expect this. Yeah. You know? I, I just, I, I did not have the problems you had. I, the only problem I had was with tonal shifts where you've got jokey dwarves throwing plates back and forth to each other singing and singing songs. <laughs> and then suddenly you've got like orcs getting limbs chopped off and people getting beheaded and just like, you know, the other kind of Lord of the Rings violence type stuff that's yeah. in these movies. Yeah, and fucking bringing in Tom Bombadil basically more or less. Oh, good. Yeah, more so or less, or actually, no. I no, mean, no, they, the other wizard, the other wizard guy, might as well <laughs> that, fucking be Tom Bombadil. The other wizard, yeah. I'd watch Apparently a movie. Sled wizard? wizard, yes, sled, yeah, wizard. sled wizard. Oh, it's Tom Bombadil. I, I don't even remember his name now, but no, Tom Bombadil is not in the movie. S- something like Ragnarok, but it's not that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but it sounds something. Like it's that, it, he's actually Radagast. Radagast. That's yeah. it. Okay. Oh, okay. He's actually a Tolkien character, but they, he yeah. turned him into fucking Tom Bombadil. Yeah. Well, well, you know, just without singing. But I, despite all my issues with the high frame rate, I still enjoyed the movie. And Jen and I have already talked about going to see a regular 2D showing hmm. because we just felt like we should have gotten up 10 minutes in and gone and gotten different tickets. And but each of us thought <laughs> each of us thought the other was fine with it. But I just you guys have to work on your communication. Yeah. I, I never it's ever going to work. Successful marriage. <laughs> I, I never adjusted. That's all I'll say is I never adjusted. So anyone, I mean, if you really want to see the high frame rate thing and go, well, maybe it works for me. Stay until the scene where they're throwing the plates back and forth. And if that doesn't unsell you on high frame rate, I don't even think you have to go that long. I think you I watch know. the opening thing, which, like I said, is brightly colored, and then you watch the dragon tack, which was like one of the next scenes. Yeah. And then you've got the dark and the light, and it looks better when it's darker scenes, but it still doesn't look yeah. good. Hmm. Yeah, but hmm. it, it just when if you make it to that scene and it still looks fucked up to you, just get up and get a different ticket. And talk to the theater, because I'm sure the theater has heard enough people that have gone, what the fuck is this? Two things. I still want to see it, like, and I want to try it out, because... I, this I may was be once my like last, you. This may be my last <laughs> chance to see it, and I'm interested to oh, see. I doubt that there's two more coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you never know. Theaters may go. Uh-huh, no, no, we had we, too many problems we, with this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that we had too many refunds, so we're not showing it like this. Um, so. And there's I hope that, that happens. I want to. I I want to try to see it because we may never see it again, and it's you know, it's still technology that's different 
and I, I want to experience it. Um, and if DMX played Tom Bombadil, I would I would be okay with the character being in the movie. <laughs> that would be kind of awesome. Okay. Tom my, Bombadil out. My problem with her, is her. A- adding all this other stuff made it feel like a Pirates of the Caribbean sequel. Oh. Is that at, it, at no point did it make any sense for some things to be happening. It was just like, hey, here's the thing, and there's some wacky action, and uh, nobody really fought per se, but... Some things happened, and wasn't that kind of fun? And somebody came in and Deus Ex Machina the thing over. Oh, there's a lot of that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it but just there's like, a lot of that. But the there are so many. Shit. Like, that's the thing too is there are so many callbacks to the later movies for obvious reasons. Those are called but, forwards. Well, yeah, whatever you want to call it. But, <laughs> but all all the references to the things you know, and just hearing like the theme for the ring when it shows up, and just like all that stuff, maybe immediately want to watch the other ones hmm. which i did and yes those are far superior but i just i to God me damn, this, those are good movies I, you know i felt about i felt about like this was not much better than episode one <laughs> i'm sorry Ooh. of star wars i mean like Whoa. i i felt like i disagree with that i felt it i felt it obviously in the same i, I like, have to disagree with you there. i'm just saying like if 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 the parts where they were talking, if they'd been talking about trade negotiations, it'd be the same movie. Because mm. it was that boring yeah. when they were talking. I mean, and, oh, and, and, and like not, I said, and, and there was no there was no urgency because it's like, well, I know what's going to happen. Just get to it. <laughs> like tell your tell the little kid's story and, and, and let's make one or I mean, even I thought two movies was a stretch. I mean, one three-hour movie would have been fine. To tell the Hobbit. You can get every bit of the it's Hobbit. It's not about into the th- destination. It's about the journey. <laughs> Well, like, like I said, this is his last chance to get all that because oh. you know they're not making the any movies out of the Cimmerillion or whatever the hell yeah. it's called. That's not happening. No, of course not. So. I think we've talked enough about this. Yes, yes um, it's more than I wanted to talk about it. All right. You have your two sides of the warning. Yeah, I, I thought it was all right. I didn't think it was great. It's not up to the levels of the originals, but it's still not, <laughs> definitely not episode one quality. I, I think it's there. great. Ten stars out of five. We'll see you again. Perfect. <laughs> I'm just so trying BJ. to balance out the negativity. So BJ, it. yes, you watched some movies. I did. I watched three movies. Jesus, that's like a fucking record for me for for Bamcast week. Um, <laughs> well, we had a long week. We did, and I, you know, I had some time to to kind of kick back and relax and watch a movie or two or three. Uh, the first one that I watched was part of my ongoing quest to uh, defeat my next Netflix queue or there and back again. Um, <laughs> A Netflix <laughs> tale. A Netflix tale, yeah. <laughs> and um, I tackled uh, Thank You for Smoking. I, I actually had been looking forward to watching this movie because I'd heard good things about it. And I don't exactly know how to talk. I liked it, but I don't know how to describe necessarily why I liked it. I thought it was kind of snappy at parts. And there's some good... Uh, Aaron Eckhart delivers a few really good speeches. Mm-hmm. Um, but it doesn't feel like it's about... A whole hell of a lot in the grand scheme of things it's a character study yeah yeah and and that's that's pretty much all it is um it was definitely worth the time but it's i don't know i don't feel like i was terribly affected by anything you know it, it didn't have too big of an impact on me in one way or another except enjoying you know enjoying aaron eckhart playing this character who is just kind of interesting mm-hmm. and um so i'm very middle of the road with it but it's it's fun to watch for the for Aaron Eckhart being this strange lobbyist with you know a very loose aggregation of a moral yeah. you know a, a moral compass. So 
Glad I watched it. Um, we'll see what comes next from the from the minds of Moria. Uh, <laughs> nice. But uh, I don't know. Should I talk about the other two or? Sure. Go ahead. Yeah, okay. yeah absolutely. Should. Do it. Um, I'd never seen Don't Hit Me, Jackie Brown before. Wow. So wow. when it came up, I was just flipping through like recommended for you, Jackie Brown. I thought, I like Pam Greer. <laughs> it's a good, okay yeah, you know <laughs> there's yeah. a lot of things in that movie you should be liking yeah well that, <laughs> really yeah. yeah and what i i own it don't, don't you can't hit me but that's no. that's what that's probably my least favorite tarantino movie nope oh. that movie's great i i have to say i i actually really enjoyed it um samuel l jackson is just so good sometimes yep. and he's especially good in this yep and Robert Forster, there's something I love about his voice. Mm-hmm. Like whenever he talks, it's I kind of like listen awfully hard, and I don't know I don't know what it is. It's the timber or depth of his voice, but he really captures my attention when he speaks. Mm-hmm. And great job in this, um, fucking Michael Keaton, um, just Michael Keatoning it up, <laughs> um, and. For some reason, I didn't actively know that Robert De Niro was in this movie. Yeah, De Niro's in it. And, <laughs> and he's just kind of in it for a while. Yeah, I think he just like, wandered onto the set I one think day. That's, I think that's honestly what happened is he just showed up and he's like, I want to be in this movie. It's like, oh, Do you okay. have any idea what this movie is? I don't even know where I am. I think he was literally smoking pot through the entire thing. Just like, yeah, right. He's a weird... That that character doesn't almost doesn't belong in that movie. It's awkward. I mean, I know it's he's entirely in the book. awkward. Yeah, I mean, the book is very. I wouldn't say very different. There's a lot more subplots going on, and Jackie Burke in the book is not the main character. Right. So there's that's a big difference. But I kind of felt he's like still, she, he's still in the book. He feels like a character that doesn't need to be in the in the book. Well, he's, I I think the distraction in the movie is that no matter what De Niro is playing in a movie, he's usually one of the smartest characters in the room. And so for all of a sudden, all of a sudden for him to be like a total burnout, nothing, just almost like set decoration in a lot yeah. of scenes where it's just like, Oh look, De Niro's sitting in the corner. You're expecting something to happen because right. it's fucking De Niro sitting mm, in your movie. Yeah. It's, and it's it, a distraction because he's Robert De Niro. Right. You know, it would be like if Al Pacino was just sort of sitting there. You know, it's like right. okay, uh, you need to start yelling, Pacino. <laughs> right, do your thing, get to it. <laughs> just nice to, yeah, and it takes <laughs> until you know until just about the end of the movie where De Niro turns into anything. Yeah, and which it, is just total idiot. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> but it is kind of fun to 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 kind of watch to watch him happen. Yeah. to things. Um, I think him and Samuel Jackson have good interactions with each other. Yeah. in that movie. Yeah, I, it's just really. I can't think offhand any movies otherwise that the two of them have been in together. Is I don't know. That, I can never that find the that only little one? thing on IMDb. Yeah, that compares. Yeah, that careers. there's there's one link on one page somewhere on IMDb that will let you do that. Yeah, because I, I honestly, I mean, for, yeah. the, for the trillions of movies the pair of them have been in, I, I kind of want to say been, they were in something else together. I cannot recall a single other movie aside from that one that the two of them have shared roles yeah. in. Because they both have made a fuck ton of movies. Yeah. But I liked I liked how it kind of it's almost a little bit of a and I I guess it's it's not really, but it almost kind of turns into a heist movie 
towards the end. Mm-hmm. And oh yeah, because I, the, I there's a whole the, plan. And yeah, you know, I love the plotting and the the different angles and all the different angles and and you know playing everybody's playing mm-hmm. off of each other. And so I really enjoyed that. I kind of want to watch it again at some point soon because I. I wasn't paying as much attention as I should have been, and I want to kind of catch, try to catch a little bit more of the movie, but it's, mm-hmm. it, it, it felt it, really long, so I'm going to have to... It is long, and it's sort of awkwardly paced, where there's a, not a lot going on for a very long time, and then all mm-hmm. of a sudden, there's a lot going on, yeah. where it's like, wait, whose perspective is this? They were in one other little movie together. Goodfellas. Oh, well, that... It's- <laughs> Samuel Jackson was barely in that. I know. I'm just saying that's the only other movie they were well, crazy. Did you find that comparer yeah. comparison? You need to send me a link to that. Because I'll just, never just find go to, it. Just go to the advanced search. Okay. If you click all and you go down to advanced search, there's a combined or whatever Excellent. collaborative okay. thing. I'll never find it. Okay. Um, and then when I was done watching Jackie Brown, mm-hmm. um, Mackie was overjoyed to discover that I watched Out of Sight. It was recommended. And I was yeah. like, I haven't seen that either. I should watch that movie. So much better than Jackie Brown. I don't know that I would say it's so much better than Jackie Brown. Oh God! <laughs> no, I'm I'm just not putting as wide a gulf in between those two okay. movies as as fine. Harlow seems to think that there is. Um, <laughs> but I really did enjoy it. I I realized that I had caught a bit of this movie um, towards the end. I'd caught some of it at, at one point and just didn't realize it, hadn't been paying attention. Um, I really liked it, too. Although, for some reason, I'm having a hard time right now recalling most of it. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's it's my stupid brain, and the mm. way the way my stupid brain works is it just sometimes just doesn't, doesn't hold on to things like it should. That's but, a lot of Elmore Leonard to watch in a row. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a those, lot of clever criminals. Yeah. yeah. It, it's a lot of heists and, and plots and, you know, characters and snappy dialogue. It's, yeah, it's a lot to take in. And now that I'm, I'm, I'm remembering some more of it now that I'm kind of actively thinking about it. Oh, good. Um, Albert Brooks. I, I love when Albert Brooks shows up in a movie. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And Steve Zahn. I, <laughs> Dude, Glenn is so awesome. There's nothing better than than Steve Zahn sometimes. Um, when he's used right, it, he's so good. Mm-hmm. And then, like, some people just misuse him so badly. Yeah. yeah. And these two movies have two of my favorite, like, large, kind of awesome black dudes in Ving Rames <laughs> and Tiny Lister. Um, so that was <laughs> good. Like, there's... You furthering know. the confusion. Right, exactly. <laughs> and fucking Don Cheadle and Out of Sight. Good God. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so good in that movie. Yeah. There are so many people that give their best performance in that movie. That, yeah. right, so I'm not, trying, I'm not trying to backtrack and shit on Jackie Brown, but just one of the reasons I, 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 I don't particularly like that movie, or it's my least... I'm, I like the movie. It's just my least favorite Tarantino movie. That's still a cut above a lot of other movies. You've seen Death Proof, right? I have seen Death Proof, and I really like Death Proof. Now... Sorry. We're the only two on the I planet, know. apparently, that like Death. Death Proof. Proof is such a great slow burn. So. It has its it has its fans. Okay, and then it has the rest of the world. Okay, <laughs> that think it's shit. Yeah. Well, so is Pam Greer as an actress, and so is Robert Forster. I know he has a good voice. They are both just terrible actors, and they bring that movie down to a grinding you know, halt. I understand that he was trying to do his like, oh, I can resurrect actors now. I'm God, and that's my problem with it. Is it's like he was like. I can bring back Travolta. I can bring back anybody, you know, and like 
they needed to stay gone or doing other things. Because I've seen Forrester in other movies, and God, I don't think he's, he's just a drag. Forrester is for fine in this, other movies. The problem is, is that he had, once he got his acclaim for Jackie Brown, he then took everything that was handed to him, which includes D-Wars. Well, yeah, because <laughs> he was used to not working. I know. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, they, they grind that movie down for me to just I, make it unenjoyable. Okay. I don't think that... Robert Forster's character in Jackie Brown drags the, or I don't think Robert Forster drags the movie down. I think his character is supposed to drag the movie down because he really is just the character. I know he's just is so frumpy and like unresponsive exactly. to everything. Like, that's I mean, that's this character. Even when crazy shit happens, he's just like eh, no more crazy shit. Uh, I, just, I like, think that's the character, though. I know, like it's that's just, the way I I I think that he was directed, and I think. I, it feels well, like that's the way it's written because he's just, just this he's this beige and seven colors of brown guy he's an old bail bondsman with nothing much exciting going on in his life and maybe nothing has really ever gone on exciting in his life or he's already seen enough exciting shit and he's just like he's waiting to die mm-hmm. he's done with <laughs> it yeah I'm 54 years old and this is what I'm doing yeah. Okay. I know. It's just so, like I said. It just. It just. The combination of them too. Maybe it's simply a character, but I. I don't know. Things about that movie it just drag it to a halt. I think Samuel Jackson's great. I do think De Niro's weird in that movie. Like it's. Mm-hmm. It's almost distracting for him to put someone to that big in that yeah. role. Um. Chris Tucker showing up and it is weird. Yeah. It's like, hey, Chris Tucker. Oh, Chris Tucker's gone. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's a. Generally, uh, about all you need of Chris Tucker. Oh, I know. It's a little Chris Tucker go, goes. Oh, I'm down, I know. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Done. Done. Gone. Play the Johnny mm-hmm. Cash song and put a bullet in his <laughs> <Yeah>. head. <laughs> but yeah, I, like I said, th- that's really my main problem with Jackie Brown. Own it. Own it on Blu-ray. Don't yeah. you know? Still be the low. The low end on the Tarantino totem pole is still a pretty good that's place fine. to be. Yeah. I Fair mean, that's enough. not counting the four rooms. <laughs> oh, let's not talk about. Yeah, four we yeah, don't. It doesn't count. No, doesn't count. Boo. But definitely, like. Watch both of those movies. They're both on Netflix Instant. Yeah, you should be watching those. If if you were like if BJ you, and have never seen, seen one them, or the other yeah. or both, and watch them in that order too. Yeah, that is yeah, the right order to watch that. them in because for reasons that you will find out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For reasons. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My favorite. Reason. I like out of sight. Reasons. You I've like out of sight you. so much. There is a <laughs> giant poster in your living room. I actually have a different poster too. I have two of them. I have okay. the British quad poster, and then Jesus I have the Christ. original uh, orange and blue and white. See, I enjoy I enjoy Get poster. Shorty more than Jackie Brown. I, it's a totally different tonal way to do a, uh, a Elmore Leonard book. I'm not a fan of Get Shorty at all. Really? Well, yeah, yeah. I, I don't like Get Shorty at all. That's just Travolta. You just can't get over that Travolta. It, it could be that, but there's a lot not to like about that movie. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but on the Elmore Leonard scale. <laughs> out of sight Jackie Brown get shorty and then be cool way down does that even count did he actually even write a book yes. for that okay. yeah he did I just thought that was like hey we're gonna sh-. I thought that was like the lost world like hey I'll shit out a book if you want to make a movie be cool the only thing worth watching and be cool is the rock yes I agree with that yeah just being dandy the rock <laughs> <laughs> That's the only way I can describe Dandy it. Rock. Is Dandy, Dandy Rock. That was during his whole character assassination time where he was doing yeah. Disney movies and be yep. cool. Yeah. And it was just like, oh, no, The Rock is gone. I yeah. say that's like Big Rock Candy. <laughs> 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 that's the Dandy Rock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Chuck. Yeah. 
You watched some stuff. I did. I watched a couple movies. Uh, the wife and I had our annual holiday viewing of Die Hard. Yeah. Which continues to just be a fantastic movie. I have nothing negative to say about that movie. I It, it is a damn near I, perfect movie. It yeah. really is. I mean, aside from some some slightly dated references and and some, some shots in it where you can very plainly tell that Bruce Willis was not on set that day, yeah. there there is almost nothing wrong with that movie. It is, it is so... I mean, look, everything's been said that about Die Hard that could be said. I just want to say I'm continually surprised at how smart that movie is. How, especially the, his character does the smart thing at the smart time. He's he's listening for information, writing down names. He early on realizes he needs a pair of shoes and is, you know, trying on the shoes of terrorists. Mm-hmm. I, I have no qualms against that movie whatsoever. I can't think of anything wrong with it. Because there isn't. No, it's it remains. Pr- I, one day I'm always afraid that I'm going to put it on and it's going to be like Die Hard Two for me, which is just like, oh, this is not what I remember at all. That's never going to happen. Die Hard Two. Well, Die Hard Two. Yeah, I mean, but Die I, Hard yeah. One. But I mean, no. when Die Hard Two came out, I was like, you know what? That's not as good as Die Hard, but uh, it's pretty good. And then rewatching it recently, it was just like, oh, that that's a goddamn cartoon of a movie. Yeah. <laughs> so and and there's a lot of people that are like, well, I think. Die Hard with a Vengeance is the best one, and it's like you people haven't watched Die Hard recently enough. For me, it's like that. Die like Hard with a Vengeance, yeah. I mean, Die Hard is, so Vengeance close. is yeah, it's good, but like you, it's one of those cases where watch Die Hard again, yeah, and then you go, yeah, okay, that, that yeah, you you watch. I was just talking bullshit. Yeah, you watch Die Hard with a Vengeance more than once, and you can start to see the the cracks in it, especially mm-hmm. the fact that it didn't have an ending, and uh, and they just made one up. Yeah, <laughs> and like some of those riddles, it's like. I, I still, to this day, even though every time I see it, I understand it. Whenever I try to think about the, the five-gallon, three-gallon thing, I never figure out how those characters came to the solution they come to. It just sort of seems like it cuts away from them trying to figure it out and then cuts back to them and Bruce Willis just shouts, do the thing in the thing, and then they do it and then they run off and do the next thing. You've never played Professor Layton on the DS. Maybe not. You? I just, I, God, I know how so to... There are so many, s- pour this jug into sure. this jug and then get that jug. I know how to stuff. solve that riddle. I don't know how those characters come to that decision okay. because they cut away from the de- the most important decision process. Well, you fill it the bigger jug no, and then I, you pour it in the smaller <laughs> jug and that leaves you the one gallon and then you fill it the smaller jug and put it in the bigger jug and then that gives you the four. I know. Okay. Yeah. And every time, like every time I think about that puzzle, I have to spend 20 minutes thinking about it. Yeah. It's I like, just, wait, I just solve it for you. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll solve forget for it. Okay. Because yeah. I never think of that fucking puzzle. Then yeah. somebody says, Dired with a Vengeance. Yeah. And I'm like, the puzzle. Yeah. <laughs> and they ask me, how do you solve it? Yeah. Uh, I, uh, I'll be back in 20 minutes. People come to you for that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All hey, the time. BJ, you know that scene in Dire Hey, BJ, uh, don't want to alarm you, <laughs> so, but there's a bomb in a fountain. <laughs> And if you don't figure out this puzzle, <laughs> it happens all the fucking time. And don't time. leave it there. Kids could find yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. So it are, happens at work all the fucking time. Are we going to see the new one? Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Of course. I I, I mean, even after the fourth one, there's am, nothing wrong with the fourth one. I like the fourth one. I am programmed to watch Die Hard movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As, as, as goddamn ridiculous as Die Hard 4 got where he is scaling a crumbling overpass and just leaping from from pillar to pillar as leaping from tree to tree yeah as as like you know harrier jets or whatever are shooting missiles at him or whatever i was totally on board with that movie i was like okay i see what this movie is doing it's just totally over the top at this point i'm okay with he killed a helicopter with a motorcycle yeah 
Yeah, he did. I'm on board. <laughs> so I was on board the second they they decided to play, uh, you know, the Ninth Symphony in the trailer. I was like, "Fuck yes, yeah, yeah that's yeah. good." Point. Here I am, so into this movie yeah, right they, now. They know what they're doing. Is the new one R? It's supposed to be. Thank God. Yeah, yeah. They won't have language dubbed out with uh. car horns and other <laughs> terribleness. Uh. Um, the other movie I want to talk about just briefly and briefly because I didn't even finish it was uh, incredibly loud and extremely close. Um, which had been sitting on my DVR forever. It's just one of those movies. It's like you know, I probably should watch this. Some people liked it. It was sort of up for some awards. This is, this is your Tom the Hanks apology. Th- this thing, is right? me again. Yeah. Like I should really try to embrace the Tom Hanks. Um, have you read the book? No, you don't read books, right? No. Okay. What's books? Book? What is book? Book bad. TV is better than books. Is. Here's the thing. Book may be good. Book does not translate well to movie in this case. Because I can't see how it would actually translate because from having read it. The, the, okay, so the problem with this movie is that the star of this movie is this kid. The kid is the main character of this thing. Mm-hmm. The kid is weird movie robot autism kid who s- says every adult thing in the world but is afraid of everything and has all sorts of weird crazy quirks and everything, but he's the most intelligent person on the planet like conversationally and logically and problem solving wise mm-hmm. and everything. He's, he's robot kid. He, you know, he's fucking data. He's, he's solving riddles and stuff. And so he's going around town, bothering people, just going around New York city, bothering people. And for some reason <laughs> becomes friends with all these strangers, which is what you don't want to do in New York city. No, I, I I'm, I'm like cringing every time this kid goes out alone, roaming New York city. I'm like, Look, I know there was some some camaraderie and brotherhood after 9-11, but I think like the 29th family that you go and bother while they're having some sort of emotional turmoil and you act weird around them and then ask if you can take their picture while they're crying and all this weird shit that this kid does, eventually someone's going to stomp your face in. And up to the point where I've bailed on the movie, that wasn't happening. It was just, it, it was incredibly frustrating and extremely sad. Yeah, <laughs> it's from what I've heard. It's just a very cloying movie. It's just very, just like a, a that forced sentimentality bullshit. There is that, but I think the underlying story is potentially pretty good. This, the execution right. the of it is, is good. killing it. It's you know I kind of want to finish it to see how it ends, but you know I mean just tying everything in with nine eleven and and having it all go back to that and this kid's on this adventure to find out what this key fits eh, i don't know so there's a good to find the gatekeeper sort of okay <laughs> there's a good story the in there yeah. um and i i, I it's think execu- it's even executed weirdly in the book yeah so i think i don't know what they were trying to do with the movie because i haven't seen it mm-hmm. but i mean the the book was kind of just oddly written and this movie feels oddly written it, so it, it's like has this person ever written a screenplay before? No one is acting like a normal human being, and I mm-hmm. can't stand that in movies where everyone is not acting in a... You know, it's 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 almost like if you watch Magnolia in a bad mood, you could really get angry at the shit that's happening in that movie because no one is behaving properly and is just sort of stammering and muttering the same shit over and over again. I, I, that will never happen to me because I love Magnolia, but I, I know the people who are detractors of Magnolia feel that way about that movie yeah that's how i sort of feel about this movie where it's like everyone's weird and no one's doing anything normal ever well that's 
and no one's calling him out on it. It's the director's job to make you buy into whatever reality they've created for a movie. Exactly. And that's, and that's like why Magnolia works is because you buy into the way these characters are and you just accept that. Okay. I can go with it that these people are speaking this way. Right. You know, just like a Tarantino movie, Mm -hmm. you, you accept that. Okay. The, you know, these guys are going to be the most clever motherfuckers on the planet Mm -hmm. and they are always going to have a clever line no matter what, you know, same with a lot of Joss Whedon stuff is that way too, where it's, but if you've accepted that that world is that way, right? If you're if you've been sold on it early on, you're fine with it, mm-hmm. you know. But it sounds like this one, the director just it's didn't just, know how no. to sell you on. No, people are not making this yeah. believable enough, right? You know, because you, you know, if if movies simulated reality, all movies would suck. Yeah, but yeah, but I mean, you're right. The movies create a universe, and you have to you have to believe that this universe that you're watching exists, whether it's fantastical or not. Mm-hmm. This is just, it's, it's, I don't know, it's so close so, to reality, yeah, but that's on another, another level from it where it's just, everyone behaves oddly. It's like, you that, need... That's one of my main reasons I, I hate, as boring and stupid and twisty as are, that's why I hate M. Night Shyamalan movies, mm-hmm. is that everything feels stilted and weird and, like, people are strangely reading things off of a cue card. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's that's how I feel about every... He can yeah. turn good actors into, like, I don't know how to speak like a proper human being now. <laughs> right? <laughs> that does happen. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I believe first-hand knowledge is... Yeah. Is, is yeah. And, and speaking of that sort of thing, like, in rewatching Lord of the Rings, if you focused on the way a lot of those characters speak, it's very easy to be like, fuck this. I don't want to listen to anybody talk to anybody else in this movie. Yeah. But they do such a good job of selling you on that world that you don't care that they're, you know. Sure. Talking about Gondor and yeah. Galadriel. Gandalf. <laughs> sure. But I think that's that I can definitely see that from from what I know of that movie, seeing how it, it suffers from that. Because it's, it's supposed to just be like regular world, but then people are acting like movie people. Yeah. And if you were actually walking around... In the in real life, and people were acting like people doing a movie. You would beat them to death mm-hmm. with their own arms, <laughs> Dan style. Yeah, yes. There's some people in this movie that need beatings. So, okay, there you go. <laughs> Tune in next week to see if I finished it, <laughs> right? <laughs> right, or to see if Chuck clubbed himself to death with his own arm. Right, that could happen too. It could we go had, either way. We had to beat them to death with his own <laughs> shoes. <laughs> Yeah, actually, next week we'll be giving our uh, our favorites of uh, 2012. The Golden Jocks? Oh, yeah, yeah, the Golden Jocks Awards. Yeah. <laughs> Gee, I, w- I wonder what superhero movie you people are all going to give the award to. be a Hancock. Yeah, weird one to try to pick something. <laughs> I think we have some very divisive opinions on things. I hate everything. Yeah, one of my top ones I never got to talk about on the show. It just didn't okay. come up. So. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. You'll get new words on a new movie. New words. Yep. New words. <laughs> yeah, but we're running long. Yeah, pretty so. long. I'm always running long. <laughs> Contact info. Okay. BMFcast.com. BMF at BMFcast.com. Facebook and Twitter.com slash BMFcast. Uh, check us out on iTunes. Search for Bad Movie Fiend. Subscribe, rate, review. Give us five stars as if you were giving us five jocks. Because that's what we want. <laughs> or five bags, whichever 
just put five on there and yeah, just pretend what five. it is. Yes, enter right. five. <laughs> yeah, we've had a couple new reviews lately. We have. So and thanks to uh, Video Boy for yes. giving us the five star, and thanks to I Hate You eight six nine, I believe, something like that. Who wishes that we would review less obscure movies and gave us one star because mm, of it. Yeah. So thank you for a shitty review. Yeah. I, I wish things upon you like that of Antichrist. <gasps> oh, you know, because that's obscure and you won't know what I'm talking about. I, I guess you only want to hear about stuff you've already heard about. So. Well, I mean, he's probably not listening anymore anyway. Yeah, so. that's true. So thanks for that one star, dude. Mm-hmm. We have Bright made it. in my day. Yeah, that's how you know you've made it is when somebody we just the takes the time to register an account that says, I hate you. <laughs> yeah. That's how you know you've made it. This one's called yeah. We Hate You, Please Die. So you can also get our magic and our crappy, obscure reviews delivered directly to your ear holes through the magic of an app for all of your relevant mobile devices called Stitcher. And finally, the most important thing that you can ever do with your life to make you a whole human being and bring happiness into the lives of your family members as well. Give us a call on the Garfield phone, the Bamcast hotline, 910-556-9263 or 9105-JOCKS-BMF. Give us a ring. Leave us your thoughts and opinions. And we'll talk about them and judge you. We'll play them if we haven't talked for half an hour about The Hobbit Right. Mm -hmm. next time. (laughs) Never again. I mean, we'll be talking that long about The Hobbit. Yeah, of course. We're done. Yeah, we'll see. So let's get out of here, shall we? Sounds good. I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm the Beach. And I'm Chuck. And this is Bamcast Out. <laughs>